Hello and welcome to Luann's Land Podcast. Now, here's your host, award-winning country music artist, Luann Hunt. Fans of the comedy team of Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin are in for a real treat this Sunday at the Suncoast Casino in Las Vegas. Renowned entertainers Tom Stevens and Tony Lewis will recreate the magic of the iconic duo in the Martin and Lewis Tribute Show at 3 p.m. in the casino's showroom. According to Tom, this one-of-a-kind and hilarious presentation will not only bring back memories to those who remember the Martin and Lewis era, but also will introduce a whole new generation of fans to these legends of comedy. Tom has been impersonating Dean Martin and touring the world since 1998, and Tony's Jerry Lewis tribute shows have sold out countless venues in his native Australia. The guys have been extremely busy getting ready for Sunday's performance, but took some time out to visit Luann's Land podcast and talk about how they met, what it's like working together, and their vision for the future of their incredible act. Hey there, Tom and Tony. How are you guys doing? Hi. Hi, Luann. How are you? Hey, Luann. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're so excited to have you on the podcast and also about your performance this weekend at the Sun Coast. Oh, yeah. We're excited. Yeah. After being together for, gosh, October will be six years that we're together. This is uh, going to be our, our first Las Vegas showroom show. Yeah, we're, we're so excited. looking forward to it. I can't believe that Vegas hasn't scooped you guys up. <laughs> we can't believe it either. Neither can we. <laughs> Not for a lack of trying, I'll tell you that. You would think that Vegas would be all over this, and of course it would draw countless people. But this will be a good test, and I'm sure that if it does really well, who knows, you know? You guys might wind up with a permanent show or something there, which would be awesome. Well, that would be fantastic. You know, this is the place to be, I mean, for this kind of show that we put together. And we're hoping it goes off really well with everybody. I think it will. So how did you and Tom wind up meeting? Well, oh, well, I, well I'm Tony Lewis. I, I've been working uh, in Australia. I live in Australia. And I, I was doing a Jerry show for 27 years or so at the time. And my dream was always to, to find a Dean Martin. And for many, many years, I tested so many guys. I, I auditioned so many guys. But no one ever looked or sounded like Dean at all, you know? Never. And then one time I was on tour, and, and uh, a friend had posted, hey, I found the best Dean Martin in the world. And she had a clip of Tom performing. And I, I pressed play on the, on the YouTube link, and my jaw hit the ground. I couldn't believe this guy sounded and looked so much like Dean, so much so that I thought, my initial reaction was, this guy must be miming. And I played it back and I thought, no, he's not miming because he's talking just like Dean in between the songs. So I, I immediately wrote to Tom and I, I, on Messenger, you know, and I just said, hey, I just saw your clip and I think you do an amazing Dean Martin. I just wanted to compliment you. And then Tom, Tom had uh, replied to me and said, hey, I, I looked you up as well and, um, you know, you do a great uh, Jerry. And then Tom being Tom, he's great with Photoshop, you know, with, with computers and things. He Photoshopped the picture of us together, and he sent it to me. And I opened it up right in front of my tour manager, and he said to me as he walked by, why did you Photoshop yourself with Dean Martin? And I said, I didn't Photoshop myself with Dean Martin. This guy's name's Tom Stevens. And he said, hey, get him on the phone and see if he wants to come to Australia for a show. 
So I called Tom, and I said, hey, this guy here wants to fly you over for a show. And Tom said, uh, yeah, sure, no problem. So we put a poster up with Tom's Photoshop picture on, this, on two venues, and they were both sold out within three hours. Now, we hadn't met yet. So Tom flies to Australia, and we're sitting in his motel room. We hadn't met, and we, <laughs> we talked our way through a show in two and a half days, and then we did uh, just over two and a half hours in the first show because Tom was so uh, uh, well-adverse for Dean's character, and I knew Jerry so well that we, we came together like a left and right shoe. It worked so well. Yes, that's pretty amazing. The fact that you guys are sort of, you know, a world away and made this work is even more impressive because I think a lot of people might have shied away from this going, you know, how are we going to get together with the distance between us? You know, we just saw the professionalism in each character and in each other. And the coincidences are too close also. I mean, Dean and Jerry were eight years and I think nine months apart. Tony and I are eight years and three months apart. The, the, the similarities are incredible. Um, so it, it just, I said, I, I can't not afford to go, you know, to meet this guy and, and to try and work with him because there's nobody in the world, you know, can do Jerry Lewis like Tony. I mean, I've, I've searched the internet worldwide and I've never seen anybody do um, a, a tribute to Jerry Lewis like Tony has. I would imagine when you guys start performing together you feed off the energy and the artistry. You know what's cool when it, it's, 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 it's a comfortness on stage that we have that we know each other is going to, if one falls, the other one's going to pick up a line. If, if the other one, you know, says something that, that you know, is off, it, the other guy's going to come with a funny line. I've done that so many times with Tony, and he's done that with me on stage. And it's it, it just, that, that, that comfort level is hard to find with another a partner and another entertainer where you feel that there's no pressure you know when that guy is out on that stage alone, he's carrying that load and he's doing the job and the audience is enjoying him. And then when we're together on stage, I end up looking more like Dean when he's next to me as Jerry and he looks more like Jerry when I'm next to him as Dean. And people get, they get lost in, in the, uh, the whole concept of what we're putting together. I've seen the show and it is just phenomenal you, you would think you were watching the real guys that's how uncanny that compliment. This is. oh yeah yeah and i know the show that i went to the comments were just unbelievable people were just taken aback they couldn't believe how good you guys are <laughs> thank you so kudos to you because wow and i think Tony was right earlier when he said that he had searched all over the place for a good Dean. And I've seen some people try to do Dean and it's like, eh, no. <laughs> We've seen it. There, there are so many, so many guys. They think all they got to do is carry a cocktail glass and act drunk and they're doing Dean and they sound and look nothing like him. It's borderline insulting, you know, it's crazy. And, and, and they're working. And I can't believe that they're working, but, uh, but I, I'm, I'm fortunate I'm working with the best in the world. You know, I got Tom Stevens on my side, and, and together we, it's just magic, honestly. I totally agree. And Tony, 
what's interesting about you doing Jerry Lewis is I don't think that there's a lot of people out there doing that. No, there there are a couple of guys. One one guy mimes, so he play, basically plays uh, audio tracks of Jerry, and he mimes. And the other guy, he does, I guess, retirement communities or, or, or work to that caliber. I, I've been very fortunate because uh, I got to meet Jerry on two occasions, and I was actually in his last documentary that was filmed um, just before he passed away. And that was, that was a, a great honor for me to be in that, that final documentary with, with Mr. Lewis and, uh, and uh, Martin Scorsese. So it's a, it's a great compliment that I, I got to be on that, you know. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Did you really have to work hard at getting all of the mannerisms and everything of Jerry down, or did it sort of just come more natural to you? Oh, it, it, look, initially it came natural to me, but it's like we were talking about this before, Tom and I. It's like being an athlete. You know, we can't rest on our laurels. we got to keep, we work at it every day, and we always refine our material and rehearse and make sure the voice and mannerisms are just right because we don't want to cheat an audience. We want them to come in, and for that 90 minutes, you know, 100 minutes, they're, they're taking on a journey back to their childhood and they're, and they're remembering and, and seeing all the little mannerisms that they remember growing up. And that's what we pride ourselves on, being as close as possible to the characters. Well, one thing, have... too, that you really have in your favor is you're like a dead ringer for Jerry. I remember when I first saw you on stage from a distance, you, you wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> Well, it certainly helps with the show, and Tom also. I mean, he looks just like Dean, and when we're together, we honestly do complement each other. We look more like the guys. In fact, with the Australian poster, just to go back to that, that actually had no writing on it at all, just a photo of us, and people instantly knew, my God, that's Dean and Jerry, you know? Oh, most definitely. I can see that. It's, like I said earlier, it's uncanny the way you two guys look like the original artist. Was there a time in your lives that you were just looked in the mirror and went, wow, I look like Dean Martin or I look like Jerry Lewis, and it just sort of dawned on you? For me, no. I, I, I didn't really notice it until later on. And, you know, my first take on Dean was when I was um, working in Florida with these other two older gentlemen that were doing Perry Como and Sinatra. And they needed a Dean Martin, but they were 25 years my senior. So that's when I adapted the glasses, and, and I used to spray my hair gray to try to look older. I was only in my, my mid-30s at the time. And so I only, you know, as I, I, I have to really make myself look like Dean. I do. I, I, I curling eye in my hair, and I part it. You know, being a cosmetologist and knowing makeup, I'm able to do a little bit of things that enhance my, my looks to look like Dean Martin, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't see it as much as everybody else does, but everybody does see it, you know, and, and, and it's really cool. I, I, like, I like the compliments that I get from people that, oh, wow, you know, you look like Dean Martin. We can walk into a casino as Dean and Jerry, and people stop to get pictures with us. It's, it's wild. Even celebrities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. The casino in Australia, and you know, the room was just, we sold out, and the room was full of uh, celebrities and movie stars and television actors, and they all came to see Tom and I, you know, it was, it was overwhelming for us, so we know we're doing something right. 
I think, too, it speaks to the quality of entertainment that all of us grew up with. We don't see that as much nowadays, and I think people are just really hungry for it still. We're noticing a resurgence in the curiosity from even the younger people. What was entertainment like back then? And, you know, these two guys truly were, as Martin Short says, the Beatles of comedy. Absolutely. They, uh, back then, they were making 5000 a week. Right, Tony? They the 15000 a week. Yeah, that's the 15000 I mean, this is back in the 19, late 40s and early 50s. They were buying $5,000 tuxedos, Luann. <laughs> Ripping in the shreds. <laughs> it was amazing. That was a lot of money back then. Oh, a yeah. lot of yeah. money. But they were well worth it and certainly left an incredible legacy. But again... We the same without suits, but we buy them from the Goodwill store. <laughs> <laughs> They're already torn. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> When you do your shows, do you change up your routines, or is it pretty much the same show? Well, we have an outline. There's a core. The show has a core script. It's a theatrical experience. But Tom and I always try to... We entertain each other on stage, and Tom will throw a line that isn't there, and I'll throw a line that isn't there, and we crack each other up. We, we, there are marginal changes each show that we both know of. The audience really don't, don't pick up on that, but um, that's what they did. A lot of it was improv when they, when they worked, you know? A lot of it was scripted, too. And the, the talent that, that is involved here, Luann, is being able to have a scripted act, but make it come across like you're doing it for the first time. To make it sound conversational and that it's just happening in the now. Even though it is you know, thought out and rehearsed and scripted, but that is the talent, being able to make it sound like it's coming off the top of your head. So many times you'll go to a show and it sounds like the guys are reading or reciting a script. That's true. I've noticed that at different shows, but both of you guys have so much improvisational talent that I can see where it's just you know, it's it's not that hard for you to do it because it comes naturally. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We do we do think fast off the cuff, and you know, one of the the examples of that is the the routine that we've added in, that we do in the show with the Chinese chef, and it's a character that Jerry created back in the the days of the Colgate Comedy Hour, yeah. and so we've added that character to the show, and it started out as a, a three to four minute skit. And, and every time it would, I would ask him something else on stage and he would come back with a line and we'd have to leave it in the show because it would get an incredible laugh. And now the Chinese chef skit is almost 12 and a half minutes long. <laughs> is that one of your favorite skits? It is. It's an audience favorite too. They love seeing, we have seven costume changes in the show and people get to see all the, all the different characters, you know, of, of, uh, Martin Lewis, and particularly Lewis had back in the day, the bellboy is there, uh, the Chinese chef, um, professor. Nutty Professor is there, and then there's a couple of surprises they won't expect from Dean, because we, we initially wanted to create a show that gave reference to Martin Lewis, obviously, but we write a lot of our own jokes, a lot of our own humor, because we don't want the audience to come in and just hear their material. 
what would be the point of that? They may as well buy a DVD and watch The Real Guys. So our show has a lot of our own jokes in there, and there's some references to today in there. So it's a, it's a brand new show, and we use their mannerisms and their voices and uh, their look. Oh, that's really cool. Now, you have music in the show, too, right? Oh, yes. Yes, we have a seven-piece band, and there's uh, actually 12, 12 songs in the show. Yeah. Some duets, some individual songs, like Tony, you know, he comes out and he does the, uh, that old black magic that Jerry did in the, the Nutty Professor, and, and he does it straight, as Jerry did. And it's just, uh, of course, we have standards for Dean. Everybody loves somebody. And uh, the uh, memories are made of this, his number one hits. And there's other songs in the show that Dean does. That's Amore. Eyes on that's Amore. Because people want to hear those. They, they do expect to hear the hits. You know, we've got to keep those in. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you didn't do the hits, <laughs> they'd be pretty upset. So Exactly. So they're expecting it, and then we give it to them. We give them what they're expecting, and then there's a few other ones. We do some, uh, we, I do Gentle on My Mind, because Dean was a big country guy, and he loved country music. And he recorded Gentle on My Mind, and I had the chart written, and I do that in the show. And it's just one of those obscured songs that not too many people knew that Dean did, but yet... I bring it to the stage, and they really enjoy it. It gets a great, great response. And not too many other guys could do it, too. So, Tom, we're fortunate because Tom can actually do all the different eras of, Tom, of uh, Dean Martin, which is fantastic for the show. We can add and chop and change songs any time, and Tom nails it every time, so it's, it's fantastic. I've never seen anybody, maybe outside of Rich Little, that could do so many dead-on voices like Tom. Thank you very much. Rich is coming to our show. He is. Yeah, he's yeah. coming to the show this weekend. We're so excited. So how did that happen that Rich Little is coming out? Well, I've, I've known him for years here in Vegas, and I am friends with him on Facebook, so I just kind of wrote to him kind of nonchalantly, and I put the poster on his page, and I said, gee, Rich, it would be great if you could see the show. Because he's heard about it, and he's really he's made references to me as a, you know, he loved my Dean Martin impression. And I met him 15 years ago when I first came to Vegas and he actually came back to the dressing room and he was like enamored by what, you know, we were doing. Um, this, I, when I first came, I was doing a, a show with a Sinatra guy, but he loved my Dean. And uh, he's been following for a long time. He knows what we're doing because he, he is a friend and he sees all the posts that I put up. So he, because uh, I mentioned it's great to get a picture with you. And he wrote back to me and he goes, I definitely want to come to the CC the show and get a picture with you guys. So this is going to be great. Because Rich Little was our idol. He's every impersonator's, you know, guru. You know, he's, he's the main guy. You know, anybody that grew up in our time yeah. knows and enamored, was enamored by Rich Little's talent and his abilities. Yeah, he was like the blueprint for anyone that wanted to be an impressionist. You watch Rich Little as a kid growing up, you know, that, that he'd be the guy. He'd be the master class. Yeah. yeah, we loved him growing up, too. So now what is your vision for the future? Uh, our, our vision is to tour like we're doing now. But we'd like to do a lot of the performing arts centers all over the country. Hopefully, you know, to get a Vegas residency, is it, it would be a, a, a dream come true and not have to travel and then people come to see us. So, Tony, would you be prepared to move to Vegas if that happened? Oh, look, if, if there's an offer on the table, of course. I mean, I'd have to take my, bring my family over, but yeah. 
any everything's an option, you know. We, we we've been looking into it for a few years now, and we're we're considering a lot of options. But uh, we we definitely would like to do something on the strip, you know. That's where we need to be, I think. I think so too. And again, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, that I think people would just flock to this. They'd have a packed house every night. I think so. The beauty of the show for us is uh, there. There aren't many shows these days where. You can take uh, a young family, you know, some children, uh, their parents and the grandparents all be in the same room watching the same show being entertained. We don't have any profanity. We don't use the F-bomb. It's just good, wholesome, funny stuff. It really is with great songs. And it's good to introduce young people to this type of talent because they don't see it nowadays very often. A lot of them come to see our show, and then they go and they start Googling Martin and Lewis, and, they, and then they write back yeah. to us and say, my gosh, you guys are just like them. It's funny because we do get a lot of people that come with their parents, and they don't know who Dean and Jerry are, and like Tom said, then they go Google who the real guys are, and they, they're really entertained. You don't need to know who Dean and Jerry are to watch a good show, you know? You really don't. It needs no explanation, right? No, no, and, and even if you didn't, like Tony says, if you didn't know jerry lewis and dean martin you come to this the show and you see these two guys on stage you know goofing on each other and you know hugging each other and kissing each other and hitting each other and just it's just something you don't see anymore no that is so true so and and it's just wildly entertaining thank you so do you want to kind of leave us with a little bit of a teaser for what you're going to be doing on sunday we could do that, I guess. We could do that. Hi, Jay. You want to sing a song? I'd like to sing a song. What should we do? Well, I don't know. Why don't you pick one, Jay? Why don't I pick one? Here I go. <laughs> you and me, we're going to be partners. You and me, we're going to be pals. You and me, where other friendships fail. We'll still be on that long lost trail that leads us to those pearly. Carousel up in the sky. You like me? <laughs> oh, I love you, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> bravo, bravo. <laughs> Thank you. We've never done that song on the radio, or we have done on the radio before, but the other time we were fully dressed. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome, and you harmonized beautifully. Thank you. We we just. Uh... We love our show so much, and we, you know, the sad part is, we want to do it more, you know. And I know that, um, I know that something's got to click in because it's been it's been six years now. Yeah. It's time, and Jerry's just gone a year, so I think people are more curious as to what was what was it like back then, and and how these guys got together. Straight after this, we're doing a September tour here in the U.S., as you know. Uh, in October, back-to-back, we got Australia booked, and most of the shows there are already practically sold out because everyone loves Dean and Jerry, and they love the fact that Tom's flying back in. So it's great. All the, all the feedback's been really positive. I notice with a lot of other countries that they're more into the old-school entertainment than we are here in the States. Yeah, look, in Australia, they love nostalgia. They really do. They love... I guess they love the USA 1950s, 60s, so they really love that era, and it's, it's embraced with open arms. They really love that stuff. Yeah, but we do get a lot of the stuff you guys have here. You know, we have celebrity DJs coming in, 
and all that kind of thing. I don't know what kind of an audience that pulls, but we're, we're coming from a di- different perspective. We're trying to give people some memories, you know, and, and a good, good night out. Yeah, we need that because every time I've gone to a live show lately, it's just sort of an assault on my senses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've been to the strips? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's true. That's why. That's why I know that. Like you say, we think it'll you know it'll do well in Las Vegas simply because it's a melting pot from people coming in from all over the world. And it was just in the paper that last month. The McCarran Airport, they broke 4.5 million people came to the airport in, in, uh, in July, and it was a record. And the fact that Martin and Lewis, see, they've done the work already for us. They are already internationally known stars. They're a brand. Yeah. And people come from uh, J- Japan, China, Australia, England, um, France, they're all familiar with the brand of Martin and Lewis. And the fact that you just put our picture up there, people go through the magazines and see what's going on in town. They see us, they see Martin and Lewis, they go, oh, we've got to check this out. And no matter what, where, the, where they come from in the world, they're familiar with these guys. It's funny because they broke up like, you know, 60 years ago, 62 years ago, and people still wish they hadn't broken up. They love seeing us because we're together. It's not a Martin show. It's not a Lewis show. It's a Martin and Lewis show. And people love that. They love that. And the fact that we brought in the characters that Jerry created after they broke up, people never saw Dean with the Nutty Professor. People never saw Dean with the Bellboy. So these are things that it's, it's, a, it's a whole new show. Yeah. I think it's brilliant what you've done. And I... I'm imagining you're going to have a big crowd on Sunday, and I know we're excited to be there. So thank you guys so much for being on the show, and gosh, it's been a pleasure and an honor, and I know this is going to keep moving forward at a fast pace because you definitely have something here that is so unique and and timeless and brilliant. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Thank you very much, Lou, and we really appreciate that coming from you, because I know you're in the music business and you're in the show business world, and, and we really appreciate you making this uh, effort and putting us on your podcast. Thank you so much. Listen to Luann's Land Podcast on Tuesdays from noon to 12.30 p.m. Pacific at luannslandpodcast.com or luannslandpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Follow the show on Facebook at Luann's Land Podcast and on Twitter at Luann's Land. All episodes will be archived for free on-demand streaming.